Take your hat off, mate! Ah, oh, on second thoughts, put it back on! You have information regarding the treacherous vermin known as the Doctor. You're talking to her. What? You deceived my soldier. It wasn't difficult. It is regrettable that our flux strategy did not foresee your presence, but we shall not falter. You knew the flux was coming. So what caused it? Is it you lot? Are the Sun Tyrants behind the flux? The flux is neither of our making or our control, but our psychic command foresaw it. We timed our attack on this feeble rock in the fractions before the Lipari shield took effect. While we were all looking the other way, you must be very proud. This planet has defied us ever since the great Commander Lynx first staked his claim on the ground of its feeble soil. We now assert that claim. Earth shall be an outpost of the Santaran Empire. No, it won't. But why here? Why Sebastopol? The Crimean skirmish seems the perfect place to start. So much conflict, so much opportunity. And also, I wanted to ride a horse. Welcome to Who Watches Who, a Doctor Who podcast with me, Matthew, and as always... Hello, I'm Scott. This is our third episode this week, assuming I get it out tonight. I might get it out tomorrow night because I am shattered, (laughs) but (laughs) uh, we are covering the Sontaran War, episode two of Doctor Who the Flux, which we literally uh, moments ago finished uh, watching for the first time, so this is very fresh opinions. Yeah, yeah, it just finished 20 minutes ago, so this is the freshest freshest we've ever delivered our opinions on an episode, which yeah, is... Yeah, we've had no time to think about all of the things that happened, and just our gut reaction of, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> but, what did, you, what did you think about this episode? Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> cool. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah. Overall, it was pretty good, apart from, like, one plot point, which doesn't matter in the end, so... Good episode overall. Let's get, dive into it, I guess. Yeah, let, what about let, you? Let, yeah, I thought I thought it was really, really good as well. And yeah, let's just jump into it, because there's... It's it's hard praising something when it's positive, because, uh, you know, you just gotta go like, yeah, that was good, and this bit was good, and I like that bit. It's much easier to criticize. Oh, yeah, the episode opened with this really cool, like, horror film shot. Where it's in black and white, and the doctor's looking at this weird, spooky house. Oh yeah, what was that? <laughs> I don't. I have no idea. It, it's it's another. It, check it in the new plot points. Like, because uh, <laughs> it's it, another it, new plot point. Um. So in the trailer, we saw the doctor look at weeping angels from from the outside of a house. It might be the same house. Mm, yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, but I I thought it was cool though. It had a really cool aesthetic look to it i was like "Ooh, spooky black and white doctor who 
Yeah, I honestly forgot what that episode opened like this because it's never mentioned again. Yeah, it's never mentioned again. And this is a very plot-driven episode, which is nice mm. because, like, last episode was like, here's a plot, 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 here's a... And it just kept going on like that for about 40 minutes. Whereas this one was like, okay, the Sontaran showed up. We're just going to focus in on that. And maybe we'll cut to this other, to the, this time planet towards the end a bit more. But we're mainly focusing on the Sontarans and just the Doctor and Dan solving a problem. And I really, really digged it. I also, Jodie in this, I maybe her best time as the Doctor so far. She was like, <laughs> like genuinely doing Doctor-esque stuff. Yeah. Um, at one point she said, sometimes men like you make me wonder why I bother with humanity, which is such a great line for the Doctor. Yeah, uh, I also liked when the when that, that captain dude finally gave in to Jodie and, she was, and she was like, he was like, help me. And she went, okay, well, I'm going to need a very big stick <laughs> <laughs> as she, she starts waving it around on the, the strategy board thing. I thought that was a really good doctor moment. Um, but yeah, we open up on like 1855 is Crimean War, and Mary Sequel is one of the main characters of this. And I d- honestly don't know who she is. I'm not versed in history. I guess she opened up hotels in this war, and that's, that's our whole background. <laughs> Mary C- Mary Jane Sequel was a British Jamaican healer and businesswoman who set up the British Hotel behind the lines during the Crimean War. Uh, yeah, she seems like an interesting lady. I've never heard about her, but to be fair, we were both raised in the British education system, so mm. <laughs> I, I do like this era of Doctor Who, where it's like, oh, here's this historical figure, and she's dealing with an enemy we, we already know, like when when Mary Shelley faced up against the Cybermen, which is awesome. I really like this era's historical episodes. Yeah. Uh, and it plays into the Chibnall's era being a bit more kid-centric, where it's a bit more, you know, the histor- the history episodes are a bit more educational than yeah. some of them have been before. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. And I thought the lady that was playing uh, Mary Sequel in this did a really good job as well. Uh, I, I, I think every actor who's been playing these historical roles have been excellently cast. Like, Nikola Tesla last season, mm-hmm. Mary Shelley, yeah. Rosa yeah. Parks was Rosa also Parks. well cast. Yeah, like everyone's that been was a weird well episode. cast. <laughs> Remember in Rosa Parks, the time traveling Nazis that <laughs> yes. never, never came up again. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we also we see a lot more of the Sontarans in this episode. And last week I was saying that I didn't think their makeup was super great. And I'm still in two heads about it. There's like certain points where they're like talking and moving. And I'm like, damn, this makeup looks actually excellent uh, Mm. right now. And then like every now and then it's like, oh, your lip looks a bit wrong. You're, you're. Yeah. I think I like this. Uh, Yeah, they look pretty good in this episode, I thought. I didn't see any of the flaws. Yeah, well, I did. Uh, But... (laughs) Yeah, no, I I enjoyed them in this episode. I also this is probably the best Sontaran episode we've had in forever. Yeah, it's probably the best since like what the yep. Tom Baker in like the seventies, the last Tom Baker episode, which is wild. <laughs> yeah, they kind of they 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 felt like an actual threat almost. You know, 
the A2 card, they took out for an, an entire army, which is insane. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that I struck issue with, and that's it's nothing to do with the episode. It was the second that the Doctor and uh, what was her name? Oh my god, I just said it. Mary Seacole. Yeah, the the second the Doctor and Mary Seacole went through that invisible wall thing and looked at all those Sontaran ships, I went, oh, that's the shot from the trailer where they all explode. And then I went, <laughs> oh, that's the shot from the trailer where they all explode. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the downside to marketing, isn't it? Is yeah. You spoil some things. Uh, we also... So there really, there's like three plot points going on in this episode, isn't there? There, yeah. There's the stuff with the Sontarans, which we'll dig a bit deeper into, but also the episode cuts about with... Uh, Game of Thrones guy, whose character's name I still don't remember. They said it like once or twice, I think, in the like previously on, really briefly. It's a weird name, like uh, Jug. <laughs> Jughead. <laughs> um. Uh, Vinder. Yeah, Vinder. This it sounds just like Jug. Uh, <laughs> where he's on uh, Atropos. Uh, we made fun of the name Atropos uh, when we were doing the episode preview last week, and I still think it's a dumb, dumb name. Yeah. But his whole story in this, I thought to be really, really interesting, because it's getting into heavy sci-fi. It really is. It's like most <laughs> sci-fi Doctor who has been in quite a while, I think. Yeah, it's interesting he's on he's on the planet atrobos which we we later on discover it's the center of time i thought i thought the planet was the, called the, time the planet's called time because that's where they control time because time is chaotic <laughs> and and i think the evil the swarm says that time is evil yeah uh, which is an interesting way to describe time and, and like these morai people are controlling time and because we're kind of phasing in and out of existence, time has been all fucked up. So, which yeah. I guess, which I guess causes creates a flux. The Maybe. flux is a consequence of time being fucked up. So, so, so we need to find out what's making them mess up. If we don't find out why they were messing up on Atropos, it'll be a bit disappointing. Mm. If it's just they were messing up for no reason, you know. Uh, I'm sure we'll find out. Yeah, but uh, also the third, the third other plot point. I'm just touching all bases uh, that go on. Is is Dan in Liverpool because he gets uh, snapped back. Uh, the Yaz and Dan end up back to the futureing themselves, uh, yeah. where they fade out of existence with the Doctor and get sent somewhere else. Yaz ends up. Does she go straight to Atropos? Yeah, she does. She winds up yeah. right there, which is weird. I, she had I'm, I'm, nothing. She had nothing to do with this episode, <laughs> at all. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, yeah. Because if she was a normal person, she would have wound up at like a police station, being like, "Oh, why am I here again?" Whereas <laughs> yeah. now, because she doesn't realize she she forgot she's a police officer. Apparently, <laughs> she's now in Planet Time, which I guess was a trap set up by the swarm. Swarm took her there. I guess I don't know because she. Swarm. Yeah, why would she why was. would why would Yaz end up on Atropos? Atropos. Atropos. Why would yeah? Why would Yaz end up there? That's that's an interesting point. I guess random, and yeah. Dan just so happened to end up in Liverpool, right outside his house, <laughs> or, by or, coincidence. Or, 
Or of a giant gop where his house used to be. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy. Uh, But we see with Dan that when he ends up back in Liverpool, all the Sontarans have basically taken over yeah uh liverpool and they appeared in liverpool in the in the the snap second before the dog people protected the earth and also the dogs people's protection of the flux was successful yeah but it wasn't successful against the Sontarans, which is confusing yeah also so the 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 dog people surrounded the earth protecting Uh the earth but every other planet in the solar system, and also presumably the moon, has been destroyed. Yeah. And the sun yeah. also yeah. surely got destroyed as well. <laughs> but no, everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I presume our protection is fucking up with our oxygen of some sort. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, yeah, the protection thing I don't get. I guess I guess the solar system's okay for now. Uh <laughs> But the the Sontarans have taken over, and we meet Dan's parents, uh, who were definitely characters. Yeah, yeah, that they, were. Not... <laughs> <laughs> um, the dad reminds me too much of Bernard Cribbins as yeah. uh, Donna's granddad, especially yeah. with him being like, "Oh, you can knock out the Sontaran with this walk." Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of uh, the Stolen Earth when um. Wilfred tries the paint gun against the Daleks. Yeah, he. As soon as, basically, as soon as I saw him, before he even said a word, I was getting the, those vibes off him. And then when he started yeah. to speak, it, it doubled down on it even more. But they were fine. They really didn't do much other than to let the audience and by def- well let Dan and then by de facto the audience know that the Suntarans have a get out of jail free slot on the back of their neck, where if you just go bosh, they go down. Uh, which is the best weakness that a great unstoppable army can have, isn't it? Yeah, it's such a strange weakness. I'm surprised if they haven't written anything to be like, oh, they've protected it with a little bubble at the back now, so you have to re- try and remove the bubble somehow. <laughs> they've never really yeah, got, yeah. With like anywhere. every with with every other Doctor Who villain, it's like, oh, the Daleks have force fields now. Oh, they can fly. Yeah. Like where is it? Where's the Centaurans? It's like yeah, no, just hit the, hit them in the back of the head. They go down easy. Like <laughs> like, like if Cybermen used to be allergic to gold, and now it's yeah. less likely for them to be allergic to gold. That's and the Centaurans are just the same now. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, and when Yaz ends up on Atropos, she ends up speaking to the Victorian guy from that was mining, and he seemed yeah. really he he seemed super calm to see Yaz. Uh, and seemed confused that she was from a different time and then wandered off again. So my guess is he's like a projection or he's trapped between time because time's going weird at the moment and we're just yeah. getting the starts of time being weird. I'm getting, I'm, I'm st- I think it's going to be like, you know, the Matt Smith episode where all of time yeah, is happening at once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, is that the end of series five? I think so. No, no. It- Sorry, the end of series six, the wedding of the River Song. Yeah, yeah, the when one, like yeah. there's like a sci-fi London, but Winston Churchill's the prime minister, yeah. and yeah, I I feel like it's going to be that type of Doctor Who scenario by the finale. Yeah, which is fun. So what, but what we have yet to know is what happens if a flux attacks Earth. Does Earth then kind of go into chaos like the end of series six, 
or does it just get erased from existence? I still don't understand how the Earth is fine from the dog people protecting. So I'm just, I am not yeah. <laughs> going to think about the flux until Chibnall explains them a bit more because there is a lot of issues already with the the whole concept of them destroy like destroying the solar system, but yeah. everything else being okay. And how yeah, how did the dog people protect them from it? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, they've been holding. I think they said like a few days have passed, or at least a week. Mm -hmm. They've been holding it. They've been holding the fort for quite some time now, which is very bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. But heyo, whatever. <laughs> when when Yaz is with the Victorian guy as well, we get a little look at her hand. Where we see she's she's drawn on uh, WWTDD, uh, yeah. what would the doctor do? Uh, which actually ends up playing into later on in the episode and was both yours yourself and mine's least favorite part yeah. in this yeah. episode. <laughs> it was like the writing for this one was I think some of Chibnall's best writing he's done like I thought it was a really solid script and then it was like oh you had to fit one bit that made me go oh stop like yeah, <laughs> yeah it's really ridiculous it's like yeah we, we get it she wants to act like the doctor here because she's alone she's on an alien spaceship or planet and she's alone now so she needs to know what to do so obviously she's going to act like the doctor we don't. We don't need that hammered in for us. Why would she write it on her hand? When oh, did she write it on her? I hand? I was about to say when <laughs> she's been with the doctor every waking moment except for this brief. Although I, I suppose when she gets transported into a tropos, she's like, oh, you know, getting separated from the doctor. I should get a GPS thing because like it happens all the time. So maybe she's been in several situations where she's had to pretend to be like the doctor to survive. Mm. Uh, but you know, the last time we saw a companion do that, they got a crow through their chest. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a feeling Yaz is gonna be dying at some point. Not this series, because I'm pretty sure she'd shot the specials with Jody. But yeah, I I could see Yaz dying, or uh, and I didn't even consider this until I was listening to a Doctor Who podcast. Uh, not who watches who a different inferior podcast impossible uh, <laughs> there is no other podcast and they were hinting at a possible relationship between the doctor and yaz and i kind of get vibes from that in this one specifically when yaz is disappearing and mm -hmm. uh she's like i'll come for you yaz and yaz is like promise promise you know it was it was very dramatic whereas dan vanished and she went oh no dan like <laughs> to, to, to be fair she's only known dan for like half an hour true 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 uh their other main point was it was in last episode when they fall into the tardis they land in a double mattress that's just so happens to be in the <laughs> command room and... <laughs> but yeah this kind of goes back to mandip goals uh cole i think her name is saying that she mandip gill Gil, yeah, why did I think it was her last name was Cole? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember her saying she wants to, for the Doctor and uh, Yaz to have a romantic relationship, which I don't think will happen, but we'll see. I don't think it will happen overtly, but I think it will be like one of those things where they'll shoot a scene and they'll give each other like a hmm look, 
Like it'll it mm. will just it'll be said with their eyes more than said overtly, so the audience can infer it. Or if they don't want to believe it to be canon, they can just be like, "No, they're just good friends." Like, <laughs> there's a one of my favorite scenes from this episode though was the parlay between the Doctor and the Sontaran commander. Uh, yeah. I thought that was a really, really, really good scene, especially for Jodie's Doctor, who doesn't have a lot of good scenes where she can be the Doctor. Uh, but just her standing there talking with the Sontarans and trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, and, you know, she's, she's like, being rather strong-handed with the Sontarans. I mean, like, you know, I am the Doctor, blah-de-blah. Blah. But it gets f- flipped on her on her head when she's like you know i'm here to protect earth it's under my protection and then she gets the gun pointed at her head from the commander guy uh i i thought that was really fun the only thing that i didn't like about it is it's starting to feel really repetitive to me that every single doctor who villain has to go the doctor's a girl now To be fair, even before she was female, we've always uh, we've always been like, oh, we don't know if this person is the Doctor. We don't mm-hmm. know this incarnation of the Doctor yet. So I don't think it's uh, necessarily just because she's female now. But yeah, it would. I think it would be surprising if you knew the Doctor for like two thousand years oh, yeah, of her no, existence. I, I totally get it. I just find it repetitive that every villain has the same reaction. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> Also, a thing I've like, it, it's totally irrelevant, but a thing I'd never noticed before is Jodie has a scar in the middle of her forehead. Yeah. I've, they they kind of photoshopped that scar out of like promotional images, which is really interesting. She's like the most uh, airbrushed doctor on the show yet, which is kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never noticed that scar before. And then they've got like a close up of, of Jodie's eyes. It's like, oh. How have I never seen that before? Like, yeah, yeah, I only noticed it because there's discourse about how they remove it on posters. Ah, right, gross, stupid BBC. Yeah. <laughs> also, what do you think about the special effects in this episode? They're very good for the whole most part. Yeah, I didn't notice anything where I was like, "Oh, that doesn't look great." There was one bit for me that I went, ooh, that was a bit rough. And that's the scene right after the parlay where the giant armies show up. Specifically, the army of Sontarans looks fine because, you know, they're faceless, just clones. Uh, But it was when the uh, British army showed up, I was like, those are CGI human beings and it doesn't look good. Uh, (laughs) But other than that, I think the CG work in this episode was a lot better than it was last week. Like when yeah. we opened up with that horrible green screen, where there was there was no bad green screen in this that I picked up on. There was but some. I think there was some kind of wonky green screen, kind of like in scenes where it's like smoke to mask mm. the green screen. But I didn't think it was that bad. Wasn't as overtly horrible. Yeah, as it was. We also we find out uh, Swarm's sister's name, and it's like something weird. What was it? Like milkshake? <laughs> uh, Azure. Was that it? I thought I could swear it started with an M. I think it was A-Z-U-R-E. Azure. Yeah, Azure. Weird. A-Z-U-R-E. It's a better name than Swarm, I guess. <laughs> uh, although I did like Swarm's line where he's like, you know, a rough translation, but it'll do. 
uh, <laughs> where he's like, yeah, it's not really our names, but it's fine. It's close enough. Uh, yeah. She had a lot more to do in this episode. Yeah. Just, be, just being like a villain uh, going around. I, again, I think the performance of Swarm, like the, the guy that's playing Swarm, whose name I do not know. Who plays Swarm in Doctor Who? Sam Spurrell. Spurrell? Uh, I think he's doing an incredible job as yeah, he's, Swarm. He, yeah. I, I really, really like his monologues. Yeah, he's really well-spoken and just like a gentleman. He's he's very well Yeah, he, ma- he manages to become like a really intimidating performance through the horrendous makeup that I hate. <laughs> I hate it. Like, as this episode specifically, I was looking at them. I was looking at a, yeah. Azur. I was looking at Swarm. I was like, you guys look like ass. Uh, <laughs> and they've got this I, I, guy with them now. The big tall guy with the mask. Yeah. 100% you can buy that <laughs> mask on Amazon. Like, I, like it's the <laughs> cheapest looking mask I've ever seen. I think it looks worse than Azur of a sister character. Because it's just, it's harder to disguise bad makeup when it's, like, white. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Whereas uh, Swarm is kind of dark, so it's kind of harder to make out, if that makes sense. Yeah, I just... I yeah. just it, it's it's not terrible, but I hate the glitter on them. Mm. I think the glitter on them makes them look way less intimidating. I hate Swarm's weird crystal crown. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm just not a fan of them design-wise. But I think they're really an interesting villain, which is such a weird... Uh, like pulling sides of my head where i'm like i hate how they look but i want to watch them because i find them compelling yeah we kind of revealed they're kind of multi-dimensional they can kind of perceive time in the fourth dimension yeah and they can also like 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 transport their body throughout the physical realm when game of thrones guys start shooting at them and they're like ha 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 we can teleport uh, and he what? did not understand that concept at all. <laughs> yeah, he wasted all his bullets <laughs> in them. <laughs> like, he fires the first one, like, they teleport. He fires the second one, they teleport. He fires the third one, they teleport. It's not until Yaz is like, stop it, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we're definitely setting up to be like, oh my god, there is no way the Doctor can defeat these two. Mm-hmm. Except now that, now they're not really the proper villain, it's more... Time is the villain, I guess. Well, they now. they they've set off the chain of events to make time, yeah, the the villain, be, uh, because they they end up kid they they Thanos a couple people and then turn uh oh my god Yaz Jesus Christ yeah. they turn <laughs> they turn Yaz and Game of Thrones guy into those timekeepers, which is basically what they are. Uh, for the big finale of the episode. Which is an interesting concept. Uh, but, I, I, you know, I'm jumping all over the place at the moment just because I'm thinking of things that happened. Yeah. The cliffhanger gets completely ruined by the next time. Yeah. <laughs> because the cliffhanger is that, you know, Yaz and Game of Thrones guy are held captive and they're about to die when Swarm snaps his fingers. And then in the next time we see a uh, Game of Thrones guy running around with the doctor. Uh, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, okay, so they escape. Like, <laughs> You know, the BBC are very secretive about this season, but yeah, we let things like that slip by. Yeah, you could have just come out from the next time trailer. Doesn't yeah. make a difference. It, it, like, they could have they easily cut out that, or just use a different shot 
where he's yeah. not in it. Yeah. Uh, also, there was some stuff going on with the TARDIS still that I really, I really liked earlier in the episode when Jodie tries to get back in the TARDIS after Dan and Yaz disappear, where she's like running around the TARDIS and there's just no door. It was a really cool shot. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm all on board for the weird, gross TARDIS that we currently have, where it's just oozing and spurting out crystals all over the place. But yeah, the TARDIS is definitely being fucked with or fluxed with. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, the time has been fucked up. Yeah, this is going to be such an interesting ep- series to look back on because it is progressively getting more and more complicated, and we haven't yeah. even touched on the Weeping Angels episode yet. Like yeah. we are, we we haven't even got there. And when we get to the Weeping Angels episode, I'm ready to be super confused. I am ready for it to be like I don't understand where we are. <laughs> at all anymore <laughs> but yeah it's, it's revealed in this episode the biggest thing in doctor who canon since the timeless child the whole all oh, time is a planet now which is yeah fucking wild which is yeah i'm not sure how it would contradict previous episodes or contradict I don't know if future it would episodes be- because when the doctor lands on atropos doesn't she like scan something and is like oh we're like nowhere that's not so like the way that i see it is the planet time is like outside the universe almost Mm. you know it's i hate to say it's in a pocket universe because that's what doctor who did to save gallifrey (laughs) but it's like it's like outside of that even it's it's Mm. be it's beyond all known realms of dimensions or whatever you're again you're starting to deal with massive uh deep sci-fi concepts here yeah uh which is wild <laughs> and it kind of makes the timeless child oh god the doctor's going to be a, 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 a from the planet time oh my god yeah yeah <laughs> no yeah that's probably gonna be it that's where she's 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 from the planet time and the time lords are all time people as well i guess i guess yeah but that's why she could regenerate and why the t- why the time lords like took her and stuff like that is because she's the only known being f- that's from the planet time or the last mm. of the time people. Uh, uh, oh god, I called the twist, and I don't know how I feel about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, this is all. Everything in this season or last season feels like oh, I need to think about this. I'm not sure how to feel about it yet because I'm I'm still not sure how I feel about the timeless child thing yet. I'm just waiting for them to um, do yeah, a good that's finish the with thing, it. thing is, I don't know how to feel about it, and so far they haven't mentioned it. At, like, they've mentioned 50 other plot points. I mean, they suppose Swarm's technically from her previous lives, but they haven't yeah. mentioned, like, the Doctor being upset that Gallifrey's destroyed again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, every, every yeah. Last last season ended with the Master and the Time Lord Cybermen all being destroyed. Like yeah, all the Time Lords have gone extinct again. And last time that happened, the Doctor, you know, was very upset. He was the ninth Doctor, then the tenth Doctor, the oncoming storm. You know, he was just grieving for centuries. And this Doctor's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, well, she well she did spend like forty years in prison. But oh that's yeah, not enough. Yeah, yeah 40, 40 years. That does it. Oh, <laughs> that that just flashed my mind back as well. 
uh, to when that prison episode, which we talked about last week. Uh, but yeah. that prison episode, isn't that the one where Yaz is like, you left me for six months? Ten months, yeah. Ten, yeah, yeah, the doctor's like, I was in jail for 40 years. <laughs> you left me for ten months. <gasps> At least yeah. the writing's better this season so far. So far, so far, yeah, yes. So far, Yaz, I only hate her a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> this episode, uh, this episode might be the best humor-wise in the Chibnall era. I thought, like, I think some of Dan's lines facing off against the Cybermen were. I, uh, sorry, I, Santarans were great. I loved Dan's puns as he was knocking <laughs> Santarans out with his walk. Like, like he's <laughs> like like in his head he's 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 an action star in his own movie in his head which is great which yeah. is where the comedy should come from in with the Sontarans. Sontarans shouldn't be the joke they should the Sontarans are hilarious though as <laughs> as previously established they are hilarious there was one Sontaran joke that made me laugh and it was in the yeah. parlay scene when the commander was like, you know, we want to conquer Earth because of this commander from Classic Who. And also, I wanted to ride a horse. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, but it was a great line. Yeah, it was but good. Yeah, and then we got the return of the Dogman, which I'm very happy. I like the Dogman. He's a good character so far. Yeah, I like the do- I like the Dogman's relationship with Dan, where they kind of insult each other, but are also like, you know, I kind of like you. Like... <laughs> It, yeah, uh, it does. It does feel very much like Chewbacca and Han Solo kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, uh, very, very Star Wars inspired. But again, this whole so far, these two episodes are pop culture inspired Doctor Who. You know, it's yeah. the Thanos snapping people. It's the Star Wars stuff. It's what's popular at the moment that we can kind of steal. Uh, although I have to say, I am really starting to like Dan as a companion. Yeah. Uh, so- yeah, so am I, but I think his his reaction to the Sontarans taking over the Earth was kind of rushed because he only found out aliens existed 30 minutes ago and now he's all like, oh, I need to get on his spaceship, take videos of what's going on and bop them on the back of the head. It's a bit he's a over- practical man. What, he I guess, just, yeah. Nothing, nothing bothers him. He just takes it on the chin. He's like, okay, cool. There's aliens. I got it. Whatever. <laughs> I'll deal with it. You know, it's like uh, when he got in the TARDIS and he was like, I'm pretty sure my friend had one like this, but it was bigger. You know, like <laughs> yeah. he's 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 just someone that, that just deals with it. He's like, yeah, whatever. What? And, and is that because he just doesn't understand what's going on around him? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he is a, kind of a smart, resourceful character. Like him filming everything that's going on was a smart move by him. He's a smart character so far. He's a companion that can hold his own as well. Like, he's had... Uh, almost, basically, these past two episodes, he's not been a proper companion. It's not been until the end of this episode when Jody's like, do you want to come in the TARDIS with me? And he's like, yeah, I do, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, like, these past two episodes where he gets kidnapped by dog person and he's the whole time being like, what are you doing? Stop kidnapping me. I don't want to go with you. You know, <laughs> he's not not worried about it. And then this one where he's breaking into the Sontarans and fighting off Sontarans by himself. He's a companion that isn't afraid of the things going on around them and can think in a practical manner rather than yeah. constantly relying on the doctor. He he doesn't need to write down what would the doctor do in his hand to remind himself <laughs> yeah. of what the doctor would exactly. do. Exactly, exactly. He doesn't need to write it down on his hand. He just does it. Like, 
But also, I think the ending of the episode kind of puts a companion in the most danger in quite some time. I don't think we've seen a companion be in this much danger in a while. Like, not since Bill got shot by the Cyberman in the Series 10 final. Yeah, yeah. It's... I was honestly shocked when I saw Yaz and that hooked up to the time keeper circle stand-in thing that they were... I honestly didn't see it coming. Uh, and I was like, oh, damn, our, th- th- this feels tense. This is some genuine. And then as uh, Swarm's doing his monologue where he's like, oh, well, I'll explain everything in good time. But imagine, you know, start counting down. He gets uh, Azur to start counting down from, I think it's like 10 or something, which, just, which adds that ticking clock where it's like, oh, the, the pressure's building, the pressure's building. He's like, as soon as I snap my fingers, they'll feel the full force of time. What do you think it's going to do to their bodies? Uh, which we know it's going to be fine because the next time showed us that they get away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the only thing that spoiled it for me because I was like, that's such a good cliffhanger. That really yeah. left me like, oh, man, I want to watch next week's episode right now. Yeah. Like, we really didn't need a next time trailer, but we know next time the, Dal- uh, the Cybermen are coming back and mm-hmm. uh, the Weeping Angels are in it, which is more plot lines which we love <laughs> yeah i love i love introducing more plot lines halfway through the series <laughs> so you have to think yeah. if you think if we, if you think this is a six episode series that's us just finished the first act if we're splitting yeah. up if we're splitting up two episodes an act so we're heading straight into the second act and we were like let's introduce more stuff why not you know <laughs> yeah. but i like this episode because it they've done uh, stories in the past, the Chibno era has done stories in the past where different time eras are explored or different continents on Earth are explored. But I think this one really gives them enough time to explore it because there's like in the 1800s, present day, and on the planet Time, which is three different locations, three different companions, and they all kind of get their own storylines to figure out. They don't have to meet each other back up at the end of the story to wrap things up again. Which is really good for his storytelling. And also, uh, this ex- episode was extended by 10 minutes, which really helps the story not to be rushed, thankfully. Which is the problem with most of Chibnall's episodes. Yeah, the pacing for this episode felt great. It like it really just felt like one you could sit back and enjoy uh, Doctor Who, which is a feeling I haven't had in what feels like forever with New Who, where you can just be like, this is just entertaining through and through good fun actiony sci-fi uh also just because i was looking at the next time part you 100% see yaz uh game of thrones guy and dan standing next to the doctor uh <laughs> that's in yeah wow <laughs> like it is it's the back of their heads for sure and it's just for the briefest of moments but that's all the tension gone from that cliffhanger, isn't it? And also the professioner from Misfits is in the next episode. Who from, <laughs> who from Misfits? He's like the professioner in like season four or whatever. <laughs> really shitty seasons. Yeah, I, I remember the first like three seasons really well. And then I really struggled with the show. Yeah, same. <laughs> I sent you an image yeah. of, of the four of them standing together. Okay, yeah, I see. (laughs) (laughs) It's good, isn't it? Yeah, like, remember when the BBC took down the Doctor Who social media for, like, a day to kind of promote the new season, but not really? 
because of secrecy and all that. Well, now we've got trailers revealing what happens to characters. Great. Yeah, completely within 30 <laughs> seconds taking the tension out of the cliffhanger. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think if I was Chibnall, I'd be like, please don't run a tr- next time trailer. Just let people f- tune in next week to find out what happens. Like, don't need a next time trailer. Here's my question for you. Two episodes yes. deep, two episodes deep into this series. Would you have preferred it to all come out at once? No. Really? <laughs> I like I like the discussion and having theories be discussed, if that makes sense. Like I don't like having to watch a whole season and be like, oh, I can't discuss with my friend because he's two episodes ahead of me, so I can't speak to you about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas here it's like, oh, this is what came out this week and I get to discuss what I think m- might happen next week. And the whole internet can discuss what what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I almost wish it came out at once, uh, mainly to avoid the next time trailer issue, where it right. spoils things coming up next. I mean, BBC could just not play it, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's that's not a problem hearing. That's not a problem with weekly schedules. That's just a problem with the BBC being weird about spoilers. Yeah. Also, you could have... also, also, I finished this episode and really wanted to watch the next one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, was... you have to wait. I know. I don't want to wait. <laughs> but the way I see it is, with six episodes, that means people are talking about Doctor Who for six weeks. If it just all came out at once, yeah. maybe you'd have people talk about it for a week or two, but then it'd be forgotten about immediately. Whereas now it's just like, oh, Doctor Who time, and everybody talks about it for a whole month. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it is. Uh it's 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 very, very good. Uh also just just very quickly, just because I'm skipping through the next the next time segment. What do you think of this new Cyberman design that we're getting? I need to go to the next time segment to see them. Give me a second. Oh yeah, I think that's pretty much the same design as we've seen at the end of series twelve. I mean it's end of series twelve they had like all the Time Lord gear on them though, didn't they? Yeah, but before that, we had this kind of look. Yeah, I I think it's a solid look. I think it's possibly my favorite Cyberman redesign since the original when they came back in in uh, New No, Year. I I don't like Cause... it as much. I don't like the lighting up with the chest area. It's a bit too robotic for me. My uh, favorite no. design. My favorite design of a Cyberman is the Frankenstein design. Where you can see half of a face of a person. That's fucking fantastic, I thought. Yeah, that no, was we're, fun. We're... Yeah. But I I like I like this one. Well, <laughs> you're wrong, aren't you? <laughs> and I, I think it's a good I think this one's a pretty decent blend between when they brought them back and they were these huge clunking machines and yeah. then later in the Matt Smith era where they really slimmed down the Cybermen. I, I like the Cybermen being clunky. Yeah, they, they they kind of have the 80s heads, with, like mm-hmm. the Earthshock heads, and their bodies are kind of like the Nightmare and Silver bodies, which I, yeah. I don't like the Nightmare and Silver bodies. I don't like them lighting yeah, up. Yeah, should, they should all have Cyber Woman bodies. Oh, yeah, uh, that's, that's That was hands down <laughs> the best Cyberman design, so I don't even know why we're having that discussion. <laughs> but yeah, overall, that episode was pretty darn good. Oh my god, hang on, do we see them twice? Oh, we see them twice. We see we see Yaz and Game of Thrones guy twice in the next time trailer. It's a blink and you miss it thing. Oh, but yeah. 
there they are loaded up with guns uh with, <laughs> with dan in the middle and those are the uh, division guns that we saw the people that were keeping swarm captive with so are the division okay. going to swoop are the division going to swoop in and save yaz and that at the start of the next episode yeah i presume so it's it's such a busy season isn't it <laughs> there's so many fault lines going on like we still don't know what happened to dan's girlfriend we see them a third time. My God. <laughs> There's a scene where Yaz is in military uniform shaking the hand of Game of Thrones guy. Wow. And going through this next time segment scene by scene is <laughs> insane. Because these are some quick... Like, this is like half a second that like a frame pops up with them mm-hmm. on it. Uh, yeah. So... Oh, wait. No, this is the bit where Yaz like glitched out into somebody else. Oh, but maybe it's maybe it's like a disguise that they're wearing. I don't know. Uh, but the, the 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 next time segment did end with Yaz looking at a weeping angel in the back of yeah. her police in the back of her police car. Yaz has oh. finally finally remembered her job. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a good episode overall. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, uh, strongest episode of the series so far. I'm not saying much because it's only been two episodes, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I think it's... it's there was only like two plot lines in this episode attached to, so that's great at least. I think it's possibly one of my favorite Jody episodes. Mm, I wouldn't go that far. I think uh, uh, I Demons know. of the Punjab and Ascension yeah, it's it's, the... it's not it's not my favorite, but it's up there yeah. with like it's up there with the best Jody episodes for me, because Jody mm. has a lot of bad episodes, and when she has a good one, it's far and few between. Like there's maybe yeah. five, like. <laughs> I think this was definitely a really, really strong episode. And yeah, the online fan response so far has been great. To be fair, it's only been like an hour, but most people seemed happy with it. That's good. Yeah, I'm happy um, Doctor Who. I'm happy we've got positive Doctor Who discourse again on the internet. It's wonderful, isn't it? Yeah, on the Doctor Who forum that I'm a part of, because I'm very cool, uh the general consensus is nine out of ten eight out of ten uh, it's certainly worthy of very high praise with nine out of ten coming in second place with this is 406 votes so far it goes up into the thousands but that's like very early early responses uh about eight or nine out of ten i would say nine out of ten i love yep. this episode i thought it was really good <laughs> yeah good to have dr who back i'm happy it's yeah. good to have Doctor Who back even if it'll be gone before we know it and we'll have a whole year without much Doctor Who again. Can't wait. <laughs> we Yeah, we are approaching the halfway point to this series, which is... Yeah, it's insane. It's terrifying. And then we'll be sitting waiting for news about the New Year's special. Yeah. Uh, there's not going to be any news until Christmas Day. <laughs> and then after the new year special it'll be like where's the easter special because we've got to get another easter special second one hell yeah uh and then what's after did you think they'll do a halloween special because they've got four specials next year don't they uh three specials the oh is it just three special yeah uh oh the sense yeah the bbc one yeah which will be like october or november i reckon which is which is also going to be the 300th story which is really really nice that, that worked out well, didn't it? The 100-year Cel- BBC yeah. <laughs> and 300 episodes of Doctor Who. It's yeah. perfect timing. 
yeah that's that's good but i think i think that's it nothing but good praise for this episode what would the doctor uh, do that's, yes aside from that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but so what's next week episode is once upon a time it's called isn't it it's once upon time once upon time i'm not gonna call it that it's gonna be <laughs> once upon a time like just automatically my brain is going to correct that yeah same here i've, I've read it that's once upon a time several times already because i, I just think of a tv show once upon a time which is yeah. sh- shit <laughs> It's I I haven't watched it properly. I watched like the first couple seasons and it's like fine yeah. junk food. Yeah, same. Hopefully Robert Carlyle is in the next episode, though. That'd be great. That would be awesome if he was. <laughs> but next week we will be back with our episode review for Doctor Who Flux. Uh the deep dive of Torchwood just came out two days ago. Uh so worth worth listening to that. The sexiest Doctor Who spin off. Hmm? Yep. And also next Friday we have Day of the Doctor, our eight year self our celebration of the eighth anniversary of the fiftieth anniversary. Try to wrap your head around that. Time is a planet now. <laughs> <laughs> uh but thank you very much for listening. Uh this has been Who Watches Who, a Doctor Who podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Who Watches Who, on Twitter at Watches Doctor, on YouTube at Who Watches Who. You can follow me on Twitter at Cloth223. And over to you, Scottathan. Uh be sh- be sure to send us an email at who watches who pod at gmail.com. Have anything to say about this season so far? Any theories going on? Yeah. We'll read it out at the end of the month, which is um, October twenty-sixth, so be sure you've got plenty of time to send in an email. You say October. Did you just say October? Yes, I did. November. (laughs) Where did October go? (laughs) Yeah, November the 26th. The year is almost (laughs) over. Uh, But thank you very much for listening. And goodbye. Bye-bye.